Previously on Quibby's Dial M for Magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking good. I also, since Quibi doesn't exist anymore, I think we're okay on legal ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, but previously on Dial M for Magic, the party encountered an antique mind flayer named Greg and informed him of the terrible conditions affecting the outside of the library. Greg is unamused and begins a quixotic quest to clean up society. After a journey through the deep library, the party has returned to the main level of Kuru, ready for rest and recovery. With Fisher safely at home, the city lies before them. How successful will they be in lying low? Will they do something with the phone? What sights and adventures will they see next? We got something for the phone from the library, right? That was the point of this quest? Yeah, we went to get a book. Uh, did we even get the book we were looking for? Yes, we oh, you okay. did, yeah. Please, it's been have... ten years since we played this game. Ten thousand years ago, when we actually played D&D together. A few Ugh. weeks later. People are getting, like, a look behind the curtain on how far in advance some of these episodes are recorded. It has been months and months. I think only month. Months? It Just about a month, like yeah. Genuinely forever. I don't know what's happening. Just because you have the memory of a goldfish. I and do. Fisher had <laughs> Fisher and I was had an actual goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are in the main, or I guess one of the main squares of Kuru. Um, I posted a map of Kuru in the world building chat at some point in the last week or so. Um. Oh, I guess it was on the 6th, so a little over a week. But uh, essentially, there are 12 building city blocks in Kuru, and then that's surrounded by a seawall on the upper level. You're surrounded by cobblestone streets. There are towers at the corner of each of the city with stairs leading up to walls, and there are little... I didn't because there's no good way to do this in Incarnate, but there are little walkways and ramps connecting each of the building, each of the city blocks to each other and to the outward sea walls. From an accessibility standpoint, it's actually a great city design. He, he, he said, giving himself a pat on the back. So, uh, what would you guys like to do? In light of our present ailments, I have some light stuff. <laughs> nothing, nothing too heavy but i have a question okay is it still the first day that we've arrived in this city do we have a place to stay no i feel like that would probably be good to have like i'd like to put my shit down and maybe read this book that i think we risked our lives to get probably probably like i think that'd probably be good Sounds just crazy <laughs> enough to work. Now, did any of you actually write down the title of the book? <laughs> you think that we wrote a thing down? I mean, I do write things down. I just don't know if I wrote that down. I'm pretty sure it was what to expect when you're expecting. I'm pretty I'm sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... No, I did not write it down. What to expect when you're trying to contact another plane? That's a good title for it. Henry, as a quick aside, what was the name of the... Oh, A Purpose Driven Life. Oh, fuck. 
Now, I, what were you going to ask, really? What, what the name of that book was? It wasn't that. I'll tell you that much. Oh, <laughs> it, actually, I was going to ask what the name of that. Well, I, was I like, found... What's the name of the really popular book in the, the when we were in like middle school and high school? Though, like Everybody was like, gotta read a purpose-driven I thought it was the life. shack. You gotta read a purpose-driven life, and then you gotta form some the unhealthy secret, yeah. attachments to the idea of making your life extremely purposeful. Yeah. Yep. Wait, did you all have to read a book called A Purpose Driven Life in school? I didn't have to read it in school. I had to read it in church. I use this the word loosely, but the cool kids at our school did. A Purpose Driven Life was, like, really cheesy. It was next to The Shack and I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Chicken Noodle Soup for the Christian Soul. <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. Read that one. That was That's a classic. Um, Nancy Pierce just really truth. like Shakespearean level Jesus Freak by DC Talk <laughs> they made a book of that did you know that we just lost 10 viewers so just like, <laughs> which nah, is we're... which is bad considering we only had nine to start with yeah. uh, oh no <laughs> um, we love all nine of you so much individually I was going to say, I definitely have not heard of that book, and it definitely came out the year before I graduated from high school, so that would make sense. I think the actual <laughs> title of the book, to return us to, to the plot for a moment, I think the actual title was The Great War of Succession, Understanding the Neo-Preconditions to War in a Jejun Academic Manner. Now, yeah, why is that the book that we That's wanted? definitely not the name of the book that we got, because I would have remembered you using the word jejun. I've definitely used the word jejun before. Not with us. He no, sure has. I, I'm going to go back to the tapes, but I, I'm pretty sure I used that before. Even if I didn't, I think I've got that written down here. I need to know why that is the book we wanted. Well, I, I, think that, I think I wrote that one down as like a book that you all would have found when browsing the history section. Because Okay, but we were looking for a specific book about our telephone, right? Or it, it, was, it, was, it was about like communicating with other... It was like communi communicating with the other planes or yeah. something yeah. like that. Okay, but we do have that one too. In a way, it almost makes narrative sense for you guys not to remember what the title is, because we can make reality in our own image. So we're just going to say it's called Communicating with the Other Side. I thought to, you were going to say because What to invoke dummies. when you're invoking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> something. So you got that. I'm going to call it Communicating with the Other Side. I'm writing it down. That's what it's called now. <laughs> That's How what it's called. magic phones for dummies. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Okay. Um, is there just a, an inn or something? Uh, I feel like haven't... we need to establish a home base. Yes. I think the uh, Blood Drinker Social Club no! is an inn. Okay, right? so that technically is an inn, but you, I will give you some other options here. <laughs> you can choose from the following, and, th and these you'd be able to see just from your current vantage point. You see a sign for the Cheerful Raven Rest, another one called the Ivory Meadery, the Remarkable Oak, uh, another one which just has like a frowny face painted on it, and it's called Tiala's Wrath. There's another one that just says Lewis's. Look, there's a happy one about birds. Let's um, the birds There's one. also another one called... <laughs> 
Ulfgar's Sanctum. And finally, you see one called the Lonely Wheel. Wait, these are all inns? These are all inns. Definitely the Lonely Wheel. No. Definitely. Okay, so it sounds like the, the <laughs> taverns that you're most interested in are Tiala's Raff. Rap. <laughs> what? Tiala's. Tiala's Rap? I, well, I said Raff. Tiala's Raff. Um, the Cheerful Raven, Tiala's Wrath. God damn it. T- the Cheerful Raven, Tiala's Wrath. <laughs> Who wrote the? I didn't. This was. The, yeah, some asshole wrote this. No, no, I didn't even write that one. That was a generated one. Um, oh, well, and, fuck the generator, And the Lonely Wheel. So, I don't know. Just, just pick the best one. <laughs> it feels like... I'll be standing in the street, and the three of them are going to go to three separate places, and I'll just stand there going, fuck. Okay, so we all want to go to different places. We should draw straws to see where we go. And by draw straws, I mean roll 20-sided dice. (laughs) We should should probably just ask Kitty who has the money. We all have money. Did I... Pass out the money? Yes. Did you I? You gave me an allowance. Yes. Yeah, so is it our money? Or is Kitty our sugar mama? <laughs> I'm having Kitty handle my money because I'm a forest boy who doesn't know what things are worth. That's fair. Hmm. <laughs> I have 86 gold, so I don't know maybe, what you're talking maybe about. Maybe I did pass out the money. I don't know. You did. I'm telling oh, you. Oh yeah, that's because I definitely did. No, I did because I have a hundred. <laughs> I like that well, you're actually start... character about what happened. I, I know because no, because I have 166 gold because I started with actual money, unlike the rest of you. Mm. See, I earn my way in this life every time. Anyway, I'm going with red to the cheerful raven yes. and and. You guys can take care of yourselves. I I just don't care at this point. Uh, Treble will just... He doesn't care. He'll just... Fo- uh, he doesn't care where he sleeps, so he'll just follow... To the cheerful there. raven! We'll go to the dumb bird hotel. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, on your way to the... to Fuck. On your way to the dumb bird hotel... Uh, you pass by a, uh, it just says Harvey's Armor, which looks to be a weapon and armor store. Uh, you also pass by, pass by, uh, Biscuit's Bountiful Magical Goods. And, uh, you're across the street from the Blood Drinkers Social Club, as well as the Mercenary Office for the Storm Riders. Just oh, that's good. We can, we can keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on the, with, the shady with diamonds. Blood, blood drinkers. Yeah, that's true. I guess if you if you care about such things. Um, so you make your way into the cheerful Raven, and it is just a very friendly feeling place. It appears to be f- filled predominantly with tritons, dwarves, gnomes, and halflings. Uh, and it looks like the proprietor of the bar is a somewhat elderly-looking dwarf. He's got pr- kind of a gray 
gray going white hair, which has been combed very neatly, and his beard is braided. Yeah, there are a few empty tables around. Um, it's probably getting on towards later in the day at this point, so you're probably in that 4 to 5 p.m. range, so in the I, in the bracket of happy hour, maybe? I walk up to the innkeeper and go, hey, y'all got any rooms with uh, beds big enough for my, uh, my friend, my good friend Vincent here? And I point at the Goliath in the party. <laughs> Sorry, could you say that one more time, please? Do we have any beds big enough for a Goliath? Yeah, you got any California kings? California kings, hmm. Ah. Or even a, 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 a extra long twin. Hmm. Yeah, I got something that could fit you there, big boy. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, hey big boy. No, all I'm just imagining man. is like. Hey, big boy, what's going on? I love this guy's energy. I'm into it. I love him. I say, I say, I say, boy. Um, <laughs> Just instantly. A bizarre mixture of Sylvester and uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, sure. Uh, how many of you are in your party there? Yeah, we we have four, but uh, I, I don't know. The rest of us can just use a regular bed. Well, that's, uh, that's mighty good to hear. Uh... Let's see, I'll put you in the uh, second floor in the corner suite. Let's see here. Uh, do you need any uh, food or beverages? That would be great. Fantastic. Why don't you go over there? And he points to an empty... Fuck, and he points to an empty table. Uh, got too into the character there for a moment. Uh, and over in the corner. Go uh, take a seat. And uh, somebody will be with you shortly. Thank you. All right. Kitty see, look at that. Sit down and also just pop the book, like start looking at the book, the table of contents. Oh, thank God. Okay. Can I look at the other book since it seems like we got two? You know, why not? Um, Red just talk. really wants to feel like an adult right now. Who's like doing <laughs> good adult stuff. He's got this level in Paladin. And he's like, I need to become responsible. Okay, I'm going to try and read it as an academic would read it. The Great War of Succession, understanding the neo-preconditions to war in a jejun academic manner. The war began, as many do, with a dispute over land. Citing a previous claim to the now-lost continent of Kebra, Grand Hierophant Jamila Shalon declared a public grievance against the pharaoh, Nehek the Implacable, who responded by ejecting all diplomats from the continent. That, is that one the one that I'm reading or the one that Kitty's reading? That's the one that you're reading. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's so fun. I'm getting bored and Kitty is discovering real information. In hindsight, this should have been NPR you're, presented. You're learning dialogue. about history. And that's important too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did we decide the title of the book you're reading is? Communicating with the Other Side. Communicating with the Other Side is author Nettles Macaulay's first work. Oh, I never read those first. Oh, okay, never mind then. Uh, no, straight to table table of contents. contents. (laughs) 
looking for the word phone or uh, magical or like devices for communicating to the other side. Here's what you see. You see constructing a chrono conduit, which is also what the phone has been referred to as. So on contacting the other entities, fuel for the chrono conduit. Yes. Invocations for utilizing the chrono conduit. Uh, famous chrono conduit disasters. She'll, she'll, she's not going to go to that one right away, but she's definitely going to lock that into her memory. Uh, advice on using the chrono conduit in a, in an Elise. Man, I am having a rough time this morning. Uh, utilizing the chrono conduit in the modern era, and famous chrono conduits. Uh, she will first go to famous chrono conduits because for a thousand. Hopefully that will ours is in there. You might think so. Um, we, well, I'm hoping. <laughs> so the that chapter talks about eight chrono conduits in total, and there are little illustrations for each of them. Uh, conveniently, uh, many of them are color coded so that the DM doesn't forget. It has yours in there, so great green. <laughs> so basically, it lists uh, it lists basic information about the chrono conduits. So where they were first created. So three of them were first created in Kebra, um, three of them in Ransheim, and two in Bastalone. So you have found uh, the chrono conduit, or at least what you would think. Uh, the chrono conduit is of a dwarf named Eberk Ironfist. What's the word I want here? A dwarvish artificer about 600 years ago from the current day. And originally he created it mostly so that he could get advice on why his inventions were failing. So the first entity that he contacted was a djinn, he didn't know, basically, uh, whenever you use a chrono conduit the first time, you don't quite know what you're going to get, and it takes several iterations of getting your invocation correct to actually, if you're... So you just crank call you're people crank, until yeah. you finally figure out Unfor- how to use the phone. Correct. Uh, unfortunately for Mr. Ironfist, he inadvertently contacted a djinn named Cerebos the Deceitful, which ended about as predictably as you as you might imagine. The dwarf is somewhere in the world, compressed into a bottle. Um Yeah, just one of those one of those things. And it talks about the first couple of people who had the Chrono Conduit after him, and then it doesn't it's not like a book that's updated on a minute to minute basis, so it's not entirely clear how it came into Ernest's possession, but you have a little bit of backstory for it. Chrono conduits from the people that brought you chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, now, yeah. Can, it's like, oh now you God. can probably see a dick two-thirds of the time through other planes of existence. <laughs> Indeed. As you're perusing this book, you are greeted by a, another dwarf, a younger-looking dwarf who appears to be a server. Uh, hello there. Uh, how can I serve you today? Another gob salad. 
Alrighty, a cob salad. Vincent, will that uh, 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 agree with uh, your vessel's digestive system? Your vessel is like, Vincent is like, possession? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Vincent is kind of possessing of Herman, and Herman I've only ever seen eat meat or protein substances. There's protein in a cob salad. Yes, but there's also vegetables, and I don't think I've ever seen him have one. Yeah, I'm a ve- I'm a vegetarian. What? Vincent, you're a, you're a vegetarian? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be a vegetarian? <laughs> wait, wait. Let's unpack this a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> this is blowing my mind. <laughs> Good God. Are you aware that Herman is not a vegetarian? Yeah, and our cholesterol's got to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> 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 That's probably very true. Well, uh, <laughs> but, uh, also, you did order a cob salad, which has meat and eggs on it. Oh, it does have meat and eggs on it, doesn't it? <laughs> I was trying to order a salad. Yes. <laughs> this shows how much I actually eat salads in my actual life. This <laughs> 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 is incredible. This is the best moment of the fucking podcast. <laughs> Now, bear in mind, a Cobb salad could mean something else in this universe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, all that's, covered in corn. That's definitely that's what true. it is. Yeah, it's a corn salad. Yep. <laughs> it's it's Cobb's corn salad. It's some dude named Cobb. He's eating a salad and they take just it. take it from him and give it to you. Oh, not again. Oh, Cobb. Sorry, Cobb. How did Cobb stop coming to this restaurant, Cobb? Goddamn. <laughs> So, uh, what do you want at a Cobb salad? Uh, what about the rest of you? I, I will I will also have a Cobb salad. <laughs> okay. I'll just have, if you have a special of some sort and some tea, please. Oh, certainly. Can, uh, the special today is, uh, is fish. Some fish and chips. Could I get an order of fish and chips, please? Sure thing, Mr. Shaderman, and anything to drink for you? Uh, no, just some water, but, uh, could, uh, you leave one of those pieces of fish, uh, uncooked and unbreaded, uh, give it to my cat. Oh, I see, I see. Your cat's a pescatarian, huh? Huh? Okay, okay. Yeah, sure, buddy. We can leave it raw for you. Yeah, your cat's a pescatarian. Yeah, see? He's a Catholic on Sunday. It's okay. You can only eat fish. Uh... We're learning so much important information about the diets of our characters. Fucking Christ. Okay, um... I'm just gonna take a minute to hold my head, uh... But don't take it as a reflection on your performances, um, or my Which performance for that matter. Take, <laughs> take it, take it as a reflection on how he feels about you as people. Mm, yeah, yeah. Take it that way. That's much. <laughs> take it personal. as a reflection on how Henry feels about fish after after working at a seafood being company. Being a fishmonger yeah, for a while. That is that is true. Um, anyway, we order. Food. You order food. Great. Um, <laughs> So, so, so I, I will. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, 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 we are all stuck here now for a while. 
because of the murders and all of that. Um, and now we have a, 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 a book that might tell us what to do with this phone. What do, do we want to do? Hey, I got a question. Is, we're, in, we're in another country. Is Can we just do magic now? Just like with... Do, it's not... It's not illegal. Uh, it, 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 it seems to be so, yeah. They... they I mean, th- that Mind Flayer just kind of went out and started using magic willy-nilly to protect his library, so... I... You know, I might I take a couple it's... days just practice some magic, because that's, that's amazing. Treble's gonna cast Minor Illusion and create, like, little moths that uh, are, like, that base can jump after. Like, little, like, imaginary moths that base will run and jump after and say, oh, When I was here last, it was pretty recent that magic would become legal again, so... I think it's still good to go, but uh, we're about to find out because I just did some, so hopefully nobody shows up. Uh, Red just starts casting Druidcraft to, like, make little flowers start blooming out of the floor and shit. Just, like, random, like, ooh, look, I made a tiny rain cloud above my head. Like, just, just random stuff because he's just excited to do it. Treble is also actually a little excited <laughs> that he can do magic freely again and not have to worry about it. Yeah. So he's kind of like not as excited as Red, but he's kind of like feeding off of Red's energy a little bit. And he's he's pretty excited. This is Red's first time out of the country. He's like super thrilled about it. So does that answer your question, Kitty, about what we're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so we're just, uh, I mean, okay. So we're going to learn more things about our magical, well, some of us who are magical selves, and um, maybe uh, Vince, her, you, and she points to Vince Hermanson, maybe have a talk with yourself or something, yeah. I still don't oh, really yeah. understand what's going on here. Maybe you could use the phone to talk to Herman. Like, you can talk to him and then figure it out. I, I don't I, know. You know, I don't one think of my... it's a different... I don't think his brain is a different plane of existence, though. One I mean, of my moms does like a, like a meditation thing where you like go inside your mind and you can... Talk to yourself. You imagine yourself in a peaceful place. I could try to do that for you. Yeah, that's just crazy enough to work. All I've right, been... we're gonna need some bongo drums <laughs> and some candles. I have been meaning to try yoga. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we're also all gonna need to get naked. <laughs> it's just a super weird twist. I think I think Vincent would totally be okay with that, but if Herman comes back in the middle of it. Then he'll just turn as red as a tomato and then hide his face. Nakedness is not a part of it unless that's what you want to do. <laughs> if that makes you comfortable. When I paint in the nude, that means I, that I, I'm not painting you nude. I have to be 
fully naked to do any painting. I think, to go back to your original question, Kitty, uh, we need to figure out wh how they're going forward in time or back in time. I don't know if they can go forward. All I've known is they can go, we know that they can go back in time. So we need to, f why? I've been dying to know why they're going back in time to what they're trying to do. Yeah, did the, so, do you think they have one of these chrono phones too? I mean, this chrono does also mean time. I'm, I'll have to do more research on the phone, but now that we have this book, it might help us. Uh, I mean, maybe they might be pulling people from different time periods. I don't really know. And the Mabel that they had, do you think that Mabel is the same Mabel who died or maybe a, one from a different time period or oh my god they could have pulled a tiny like child mabel out of the past and raised her up to be a killer i don't think that that person that i saw was a a killer she seemed more of like a scientist but i mean it's she's an implicit murderer by working for the abbey because they are yeah yeah. We know that Ernest used to work on the floating cities, and they, the the Abbey clearly wanted him back. That's what started this whole shit show. So, yeah, well, and then he did the thing want to do a there. story about the floating cities for your your new. I mean, I, uh, 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 I've been doing research on the f floating cities since when I was in university. There's a lot of weird things about them they're usually disputed um there's just a lot going on with them and 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 knowing that the abbey is also interested in them it it, it has to be something to do with the, the magic that just is involved with them innately and who else knows why i mean there there's a lot going on with them and all of this, but I, I just, it feels like we are four fuck-ups who now have too much power and no way to know how to implement it. Kitty, you are the most capable adult I've ever met in my life, and that includes several of my mothers. You are not a fuck-up. Several? Like, how many do you have? It's a forest commune i'm sure that everybody is everybody's mother i i got like five see that's a happy you know you can find love and acceptance with one person two people five people as long as everybody respects and honors each other's decisions you know you would fit in pretty great with my family that yep you, you are right uh, one thing that I neglected to mention that you would have read, Kitty, is that not every chrono conduit looks like a phone. So some of them uh, are, I mean, they're all, all varieties of everyday objects. You, you can see one that is basically like a mirror. There's one that's a seashell that somebody enchanted. 
One of them is also one of those, like, old-timey ear horns that people used to use. Oh, I love that. Does any of the ones that they're pictures of look like anything that I saw in the big dude's office? In the abbey, yeah. Ah, yes. Ooh. Okay, which one? What is it? Tell me now. (laughs) You recognize one of the phones list. Uh, one of the objects listed as being the phone that was on the father's desk. Specifically specifically one from Kebra, if that makes a difference. Actually, it does make a oh, difference. It does kind of make a difference. Where was ours from? Yours, yours is made what? Made by a dwarf. In, from Bastalone. So yours is from the country that you're in. That we were in. The country that we're from. Correct. Yeah. But the one that they have is from where we're now. No, the one that you have, or the one that they have is from the country that you're not in, but adjacent to. Oh, right. We're does like floating Kebra, off the... Does Kebra rule the this floating city? No, the, the floating city is pretty autonomous. So basically, Ransheim, Kebra, and Bastalone all have like a diplomatic presence here, but nobody actually rules. So... Okay. Okay. Sorry, I got No, confused. no, that's okay. I think it was because we ran into the Kebra Navy, and I, that's why. Yeah, it's good to clarify. Um, I'm curious as to, like, so Ernest clearly had this phone, and it didn't seem like the Abbey knew that he had the phone. So, like... Uh, where did it where did it come from when we like, first picked up the phone though it got the abby right on our tail i i, I think that is because we uh, um used it. It, it it and the abby has all their magical t- tracking and things like that it, I, I, and they must be looking for these items y'all think <sighs> Ernest gonna... stole this like from I, the I abby think... Maybe, or he was hiding it from them for someone. But they came and, like, talked to him, didn't but, they? But it's because he used to work on the f- floating cities, and because they're starting to sink in places, they wanted him back. To, well, what they s- said they wanted him back for was to work on the cities. But he was too old, and... But, I mean, he, he must have been deeper. The, 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 uh, 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 I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I need like I need to just like sit down with a a board and some string and uh, we can set Pepe, that up. Pepe in Sylvia, our room. this out. That gave us room keys. <sighs> we can go up there. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying also, my. Also, did salad. anyone ask how much any of this was? I wasn't thinking. No, um, but it it's pretty it's pretty cheap. You're able to get a room and all the food you bought for about nine gold. Oh, that, okay. We also might need to look at um, m- maybe picking up some side jobs or looking for money while. We're oh, that's here. good. I could. I I bet they need carpenters out on a floating city. There's a lot of wood around here. I can make boats. Kitty, Kitty will just be like, "Yes, Red," and pat him on the. Tobin him on the knee. <laughs> Are her hand, does her hands have little cat Tobins? Yeah. That's the cutest thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. 
Yeah, because she'd have she'd have like webbed. It, it'd be like a cat paw, but oh my god, that's adorable. Hand size and with an opposable thumb. I forgot for a while that you were a furry, and now I'm remembering, and it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Toe beans on the knee. This is good. I can make, uh, Red, like, pulls out a notebook from his backpack and starts, like, handwriting a little flyer for carpentry services to, like, put up on the bulletin board somewhere. Maybe we can make Treble go busk. I'm, I'm, people haven't been subjected to his brand of uh, performance here yet, so. Maybe the snakes and the blood drinkers would like to hear your poetry. That's, yeah, um, or I could go to a place that might not drink my blood if I suck. I mean, uh, that's probably, that's probably good. There's probably other places. If you suck, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you suck, they suck. I wanted to go do a little shopping, so I think, have we gotten our food and eaten while we're, I'm assuming we're, like, talking and like eating at the same time so once we're done trouble's gonna get up i wanted to go do a little bit of shopping um did you all want to come or you what do you want to do what you getting i saw a magical shop on my way and i kind of wanted to stop by it's not often that i get to go to one of those yeah i never been to one of those let's go i won't go i i mean we should probably all just go to look at stuff but also it's nine gold a night here for all of us to stay and eat. Oh, no, it's less than that. So there, it was nine gold, including the food you bought. So in actuality, it's f- like five gold a night. So not quite as expensive. But if but we also need to eat every day. So it's nine gold. So just, just putting it out there that we need... Be economical, everyone. Treble hands Kitty nine gold and says, "Here, this is my portion. You take care of it." Kitty, what's my budget? (laughs) I'm not saying budget. I'm just saying don't blow it all. Just don't blow your wad right away. We okay. Just got here. Maybe I can make some gold. Who knows? Great. Yeah, I'm going to put this fire up. Uh, I go looking for a place, a bulletin board somewhere where I can put up my handwritten flyer about my carpentry services. Vincent, are you coming with us or what are you doing? Yeah, I'll come with you. I haven't seen magical items before. That sounds interesting. You you have. I've given. I No. Vincent's not always out. I mean, he's just experiencing a lot of the world for the first time. Usually he's only here when we're fighting. That's true. He did have a very cool spear, though, that is now not with us because he gave it to someone Wait, don't else. I have the spear? He has the spear. He, he gave spear. away oh, the I... axe thing. Okay, I had. thought he gave the spear to someone on the fucking boat. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted. No, the opportunity just never presented to, itself. <laughs> to Hattie. <laughs> anyway, okay, great. To the magic shop! <laughs> we both did. <laughs> uh, as you make your way outside, uh, the sun is out, and uh, I guess the sun is setting. But you've got some some nice lighting going on. Uh, you also hear the sound of marching, 
and if you look down the street, you see a long column of centaurs in blue and silver armor. Uh, and some of them, they're in a long column. Some of them have what appear to be large saddlebags strapped to, like, the body portion of the centaur. And in those saddlebags are tiny grung with little bows and arrows. Are grung the <laughs> little um, frog people? Grung are frog people, yeah. yes. Oh my god, that's so cute. And you uh... hear periodically, there's a couple of centaurs who have like more elaborate blue and silver armor. And you would be able to surmise that these are officers. And from somewhere at the back of the column you hear, Move forward! And they all start marching in unison. Um, so you've got that, some ambience. And some of the people in the streets are kind of looking at them. From the way that they're looking at them, you might surmise that this is something that happens fairly often. Just some sort of either march or drill that military organizations would do. Red is just staring in awe, like, wow, they look so good. You think I could get some shiny armor like that? Do you think centaurs can swim? They probably better be careful on this floating city. I, I mean, technically they have six limbs. I'm sure some of them can swim. Actually, I think they could probably swim and then still like do stuff above the water. I don't know. Oh, I you're right. It, if it, the it, horse I, part can swim, then the human part can still shoot arrows or something. That's That's probably true. I, but I I don't know. I've never pushed a horse n- n- nor a centaur into water to find out. We we just had this conversation as we walked to the magic. <laughs> <laughs> you arrive there, and it looks like it's fairly close to closing time. But it's a Triton woman, uh, the aforementioned Biscuit, who is currently sweeping up the remains of what was probably like a jar of incense that broke on the floor. Oh, uh, hello. Oh, how's it going? Well, hello there. How can I help you today? So I was, uh, I had the, I had a couple of things that I was wondering if you had any interest in purchasing. Well, uh, well, let's see the items. Uh, Trevor pulls out the little, like, uh, baggy like a, it's a velvet baggy which is the the dressed the the dressed the dust of dryness and he puts it on the table i got that from well it doesn't really matter where i got it from but uh i don't really have use for this but i was hoping that maybe you'd purchase it or maybe we could do some sort of trade Oh, let's take a look. Uh, um, before I before I evaluate this, uh, this is a uh, this is not a stolen item, yeah? No, well, I came upon it in a ethical manner. I, in fact, I gave my life to get this. Is a, it's a legally plundered item from privateering. Is that right? A legally plundered item from privateering. Yeah. We won it. Like a like the crane game at the arcades. We it was it's technically like that. well, not that part, but the other parts were t- true. Yeah, I, I we... said I think I, I I think that's right. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you certainly sound trustworthy. Uh, <laughs> tell you what. Uh, and she takes one of those little, like, what jewelers would use to look at very small gems. She takes one of those eye devices and takes some of the powder out and puts it kind of under a microscope. Uh, Twelve gold. Twelve gold? That's, I know for a fact that that's a... Uh, a Ransheim... Wait, no. Cabron? No. It, whoever it's, we, it's a, it's whoever a special we magical item. Like, that's at least worth 50 gold. 12 gold <laughs> is like two two nights at the at the hotel. Here's the Real thing, Mr. Uh, Mr. Horns, Mr. Goat Hooves. Treble. Look, Mr. Trouble, uh, did you see the wall over there? And she points, and the camera pans almost comedically to a wall that is labeled the Wall of Dust. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is quite a bit of this already, given that we're a city that's, and I can't emphasize this enough, on the water! I finally figured out where I'm channeling this accent from. It's the terrible French accent that John Malkovich does in Johnny English. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was hearing the, the uh, Spongebob French narrator. A few moments later. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, good. That's, that's what I was hearing. That works too. All right. Look, all right, you seem right, like an right. untrustworthy guy. <laughs> you have a very good judge of character. <laughs> I'm known for that. I'm also known for my good cheekbones. Tell you what, I'll I'll up it to fourteen gold. I love this woman. Uh, I I appreciate that. Uh, I'll I'll take it. And he give he gives that, and then, um. He's going to kind of, as he kind of puts the gold in his pouch, he's kind of looking around. He's like, do you have any magical capes or cloaks? Magical capes? Uh, hmm. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, you're a magic you shop. I don't know. This? I don't know what you have. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm just curious if you had any. Yeah. Hammer, can we just like can I, can we just sort of perception like what is in what kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah. is in? Yeah, it's sure. guessing. So it looks like kind of like an antique shop. There's a lot of um, crockery, so plates, cups, that sort of thing. Um, there's also a lot of components, so various magical powders and ointments and substances. Um, there's also in a small, uh, a small glass covered case, uh, there appears to be a few weapons as well and a few books. I think Red is mostly, since he has just seen these like centaurs and stuff, interested in like armor, which looks like she doesn't have. Uh, she does have one suit of armor, but it's very rusty and doesn't look anywhere close to as nice as what the centaurs had. 
the other thing Red's gonna ask, uh, I, I saw you're cleaning up, like, maybe some incense. Do you have, like, like, incense and candles maybe that could help for sort of meditation or any kind of psychic effects? Oh, of I'm, course. I'm, I'm trying to do some guided meditation for my friend. Oh, that's very noble of you. I hope that his auras are repaired in good order. <laughs> uh, you should check out aisle number two. And she points over to a section which has... There's only two <laughs> aisles. It just says one and two. <laughs> and then there's wall of dust. Wall of dust. Um, but there's a section which has candles, incense. It also has ink and paper. So uh, material for inscribing runes, like if you, for whatever reason, needed to summon something. Oh, that could be good. So art supplies. Um, Are these like magically infused with anything? Like since this is a magic shop, like do they get have any special abilities? Like if you use this incense or this ink, it helps with, I don't know, something? Um, from a gameplay standpoint, yes. Um, there are some performance-enhancing in- incenses here. Um, but that does, that will prevent you from competing in most of the sporting events available. <laughs> <laughs> so, take that with a grain of salt. I would like to look at the prices for, like, basic, like, summoning stuff that maybe we could use with the phone... And also, um, like, incense or candles or whatever that might in any way give us, like, some kind of advantage to uh, send Vincent and Herman into some kind of spirit realm where they can interact. Oh, yeah, I'll look in the book. When Red mentions uh, things to power the phone, because there was a chapter on, like... Correct, fuel. Fuel for the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look to see if there's, like, just flip to the book really quick and see if there's anything like that also i just want to know if there is a maybe a fancy bag here that magically can hold things more than normal oh oh okay okay more things uh yeah there is a rather stylish um well i say rather stylish rather stylish to a certain type of person um but there's a purple leather bag which is marked with a few magic sigils, uh, which is labeled... Oh, what, what the fuck is that item called? The, is it just called the Bag of Holding? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's Bag of Holding and there's a Handy Haversack. Well, we'll say Bag of Holding then. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's one of those. Does it have a fun knockoff brand name on it? <laughs> Grouchy. <laughs> God, that sounds terrible. Um... Yeah, the bag of scolding, maybe. Uh, no. Yeah, you can find a it'll bag. It'll hold Every time your you stuff, but it'll in. also talk to you and scold you. It'll about talk how mad shit to you. Yeah. Well, there, there is a there is a bag of devouring that looks like a bag of holding, and it will it will eat you. <clears throat> so we don't want that. No, I'm gonna remember that. But also, there there's a there's a there was a thing going around where it was like. A, if you go to like a used magic store, you could get a used bag of holding, and it's it's exactly like a regular bag of holding. But every time you pull something out, it's cut, covered in glitter, and you just can never find the source of it. <laughs> That's fun. 
Yeah. I That's like pretty that. good. Anyway, I- I'm going to grab that and hold on to that okay. while I help Red look for stuff. Yeah, can I find the stuff? Yeah, you find what is referred to as pacification incense. Uh, Ideal for people trying to go on a spirit journey or return themselves to a a right state of mind. Great. It's just a candle made out of peyote. I think we just call that mushrooms. Yeah, it's a mushrooms incense. Cool. Love it. Gonna grab that. How much is it? Uh, so maybe maybe we can maybe we can get a discount if we like. If you buy in bulk, everybody look for your <laughs> yeah. Everybody look for the stuff they want, and then we'll haggle. Okay. So for okay, your incense, that. and then did you want to get like paper and ink as well? I want to get whatever Kitty's book says we need for the phone. So you need paper and ink. You also do need actual gems. I have a we diamond have... from the. How many do you stealing. have? Stealing. I have a hundred. We have a hundred and fifty uh, GP worth of gems. Right. That's what's left after we use the other stuff to help bring Treble back to life. Is that enough? Hey DM, is that enough <laughs> gems? Is it enough, is 150 enough to buy the stuff, or is 150 enough to power the phone? Enough gems okay, to power you can the phone. Okay, you can power the phone with that, but it will not power it up to maximum power. I don't, th- let's not do that yet, so I'll just tuck the gems back. <laughs> for right now. Yeah, probably best to hold on to the gems for, for, for the moment. But you can buy the paper and ink if you want to for a pretty cheap price. You could get both of those. You could get... Uh, one long roll of parchment paper and uh, four different colors of ink for five gold. Great. And then how much for the incense? For the incense, that's a little bit more. That's a locally grown, responsibly raised incense. So <laughs> that's a that's that's a twenty gold by itself. Oh Jesus! Hey, but you're really paying for quality. So okay. Well, okay. Treble and uh, boys, find Herman, find Herman things sent. that you want. <laughs> Tell me about these weapons. All right, well, uh, we have here a dagger uh, from probably the first or second succession war. Uh, it's covered in filigreed gold. Um, and the really fun thing about this, uh, here, check this out. And she takes this, this dagger out of the case and she, there's like a dummy mounted on the wall, and she takes the dagger and stabs it part of the way into the dummy. And then she presses this little button on the handle of the dagger. And from the blade, four miniature blades spring out, kind of like a tree. Oh, um, the rogue player in me wants this so bad. <laughs> so the, the big, the big uh, appeal of this dagger is it, uh, well, it's more pain, which from a gameplay standpoint equates to extra damage um, that you can activate once per per use, basically. Yeah, one per round, really. Um, oh, per round. Well, you, the problem is you stab it in and you click that, and then the dagger kind of sticks there, 
because you can't really get it out without like so it takes like another action to remove it or something yeah so uh we've also got uh, this rather enterprising cudgel and from behind the counter it's not even in the case uh she brings out this what looks to be a massive tree branch that somebody has carved into the shape of a yelling head now here's the thing about this here check this out and she hits this dummy and when she does this, a voice starts yelling from the tree branch. Ha ha, sucker! <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I've been trying to get rid of this for quite some time. Um... So, this is sort of a, a win-lose item. Um, because of its somewhat odd nature, it can surprise or even frighten opponents if you hit it correctly. Uh, the downside is, is that you can't be very sneaky. And if you do poorly, it might even critique your performance. Vincent, I mean, you're already not sneaky as it is. I mean, that's kind of cool. That's true, maybe you would like that. I mean... (laughs) It's it's interesting. (laughs) What else you got? Uh, Well, I don't have too much right now. The only other item we have is this bad boy. And again, from behind and below the counter, uh, she pulls up what looks like a pike. So a spear with a couple of curved pieces of metal on it. Um, And it's also, uh, it's sort of bizarre because it's made out of, it almost looks like kelp that has been compressed and rolled into a tube and then dried. So it's kind of this gray green uh, color. And she kind of tosses it over to you. And if you catch it, you realize that for whatever reason, it's actually extremely heavy. So this thing here, uh, one of my one of my antique scouts brought this in some years ago, and frankly, I don't know what to do with it. So here's what here's what's going to happen. Um, go ahead and uh, very very gently poke the goat man. What? Poke? Just, 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 just try it. Just try it. Just poke the goat man gently. With uh, don't even use the point. Point him. Poke him with the the butt of the halberd. Okay, I, I poke the goat man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title right there. There you go. Poke the goat man. <laughs> Definitely the episode um, title. When when you are poked, Jordan or Treble. Uh, you feel that you are massively over-encumbered. Like, there is a weight of several hundred pounds pressing down on you, and you just fall over. What the fuck? this one I like. What did you do to me? What the fuck? (laughs) How do I turn it off? Treble's just, like, squirming on the ground. Oh, just, uh, just poke him again. (laughs) I poke him again. The weight is lifted from your shoulders and the rest of your body. 
Okay, that's that's pretty fucking cool. I like that. How much for the spear? Oh, for the pike? Uh, two gold. Honestly, I don't. Not very many people want a a spear that randomly uh, makes gravity very strong on people. So, yeah. wait, randomly? I thought you had to poke. Well, it was sort of a 50-50, you know? Like, sometimes it does that, sometimes it just hurts them, wherever you poke them. It, 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 it just kind of shrugs. All right, it still sounds like the type of thing that Vincent and Herman would enjoy. Yeah, I'll take it. Wonderful. And for the rest of you? Uh, 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 the... the, the uh... The goat man was looking for maybe a, a, a cloak or something like that. Oh, a cloak. Why didn't you say so? I've got some very stylish cloaks uh, from uh, 200 years ago. Just, uh... Well, I did this here as cloak. Anyway, I don't think you, you did. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't gaslight me, person behind the bar. <laughs> Gaslit by a shopkeeper. That's part two. I love this woman. I'm truly in love with her. She's great. <laughs> yeah, so over there, um, and here's the thing. The cloaks that she points to are incredibly out of style. There is Perfect. one which has a really big, like, Elizabethan, like, flowery collar. Like, that really puffed out, starchy collar on it. This is exactly what Treble needs. Um, Treble's going to go over and start perusing through the capes. Okay, so you see that one, which is kind of a a royal blue cloak with a white collar. Uh, You see a, if not quite black, close to black or very dark gray, plain traveler's cloak. This one is interesting because it's also the only cloak that is fastened to the wall with uh, a chain. Why is this one chained to the wall? As you start speaking, she motions for you to be quiet, but she doesn't do it in time. Um, And then the cloak just starts making a noise that goes... Is that all it does? Well, mm, yes. <laughs> it's unfortunately it was. It is. <laughs> I don't want to buy anything from anyone else but this woman. So here's the thing. That is one of the first and also one of the last uh, sentient cloak designs. Um. Have you ever tried wearing, like, a bat as a piece of clothing? <laughs> I can't say that I have. There's a reason no. for that, Mr. Goatman. And the reason is right over there. I can't get rid of it because it's a public nuisance, nuisance and I can't keep <laughs> it because of what you just did. And I also can't kill it because I don't condone the killing of unarmed cloaks. It's fair, I guess. 
How does bass feel about the alive cloak? No, it made a really weird noise. Bass is like ears are back and it's he's like, <laughs> like doing the like kind of half look away, like glaring at you from the side eye, glaring at it from the side eye. Uh, he doesn't like it one bit. <laughs> well, luckily for you, there are more cloaks to look at. Um, one of them actually appears to be sort of an armored cloak. It's got... Uh, it's a brown cloak with metal around the shoulders and a little chain that would fasten it to either side. Um, it doesn't have a hood, but it does have these metal scale-looking things. Um, and this one is also behind glass. What's, uh, what's, what's the deal with this one? What's this deal? Oh, this is a fantastic piece for collectors and, I guess, just other weird people. <laughs> This is the cloak of uh, one of the pharaoh's old generals from several hundred years ago. A fantastic piece of art in any collection. Did it do something magical? Oh, most assuredly. But here's the thing, and, uh, well, it also will, uh, it will speak to you from time to time. Um, but because of, uh, the entity contained within the cloak, again, the entity being the soul of the of the general, um, it has some opinions which are outdated. Are you saying it's a racist cloak? No, 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 no. It's just, uh, <laughs> if you put it cloak. on, it'll also, it'll tell you about how hard they had it and how, how today's fighters uh, are just, they can't measure up to the old fighters. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I could handle that. It also really hates modern music. I don't but, know but why. Does it do anything good though, like for you? Like, well, it, I mean, it, it improves help, your taste in you. music. Uh, <laughs> do anything magical? Okay. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. Right. Uh, every once in a while, usually once per day, it can give you very inf- interesting information about how an opponent fights. Oh, okay. That well, that's useful, I guess. How much? Uh, well, let me. Uh, how many other cloaks are there? One. Five hundred. Let's keep going through. <laughs> yeah, can we find out what the fancy Victorian one does? Oh, that one. Uh, that is the cloak of the speaker, and uh, that makes you sound very, very fancy, even if you are like you are a goat man, uh, <laughs> not as fancy. It improves well, you, your persuasion. You could do that. That that's a pretty good one. Uh, there is one more cloak. I will say, it is jet black and it looks very plain. It has a high high collar, and a little chain that fastens across the neck. That sounds like treble absolutely all like, the way. That that sounds emo as fuck. <laughs> That sounds like some hot be? topic shit. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mr. Hooves. Uh, why don't you put it on? Treble goes over and puts on the cloak. Eat him. Eat him. As Close soon as power. you put it on, your right hand begins to rise, and it covers the front of your face so that only your eyes are visible. You know, like a vampire. <laughs> 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 oh, 
It is the cloak of partial concealment. Oh my god. <laughs> I like this. What? How's that one help you? Well, for one thing, it makes you at least 10% cooler. <laughs> but on a, on a deeper level, think... it also incre- increases the, or decreases the likelihood of detection should you need to be someplace you should not be. Uh, okay, so I, it's like I, a stealth boost. It's a stealth boost, yeah. Okay. I, I think our definitions of cool are very different. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was cool 200 years ago. I, uh, no, fuck. it's very cool now. He, he looks great in it. Look at him. Look at him, yeah, he's like I, a little how much? How much for this cloak? Um, as you say that, uh, well, actually, never mind, never mind. Um, that one, oh, I would be loath to part with it for anything less than uh, 200, 200 Ooh. silver pieces. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, um. However, that one comes with a free item. Is it, pl- is it, is it oh, a cursed-free item? <laughs> is, it pl- is it plastic teeth? Please be plastic Please teeth. It's plastic very close teeth. to that. It's a fake wig. <laughs> like a fake As wig? As opposed to real wigs? It's just a wig. <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody, somebody couldn't be bothered to make a real wig. Uh, <laughs> this looks like a wig, but it, it ain't. Okay, so it's a, it's a wig in like that classic vampire style of like... The hairline, the widow's peak hairline, all the way back, slicked back, yes, bl- yes jet black yes, hair. Yes, yes, put that over your horns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Trevor takes the wig and puts that here's on. Here's the here's the thing, though. Um, it, she explains to you that your stealth increases if you wear the cloak. It also increases more if you wear the wig at the same time. Trouble's absolutely gonna wear the wig. This is great. This is so good. Now you have to have a new voice. (laughs) Vampire voice. I I mean, it's very close to a vampire voice. Yeah, that's true. I want to suck your blood. (laughs) Trouble's like walking around like a vampire. Red is laughing for the performance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, th- this bag, uh, the purple bag. How yeah, and this bag? this stuff. Oh, for that? Well, you seem like a decent person. Uh, I could part with that for, oh, ten gold or so. Oh, cool. Go- great. So we'll take that, and can you throw in the uh, incense and paper as well? Or oh. For, let's say 15 gold for everything. I, I think that that is fair. Uh, though fair warning with the uh, with the bag, um, the previous owner. Well, you may find some things in there. Just just don't worry about it. Um, throw them away if you need to. Uh, it could. Uh, well, d- d- don't worry about it. Just d- consider it a, a favor to me that you are buying that bag. That sounds totally not suspicious at all. <laughs> it's, you know, it's fine. Buyer beware <laughs> and all that. Let's do it. Okay. All right, let's let's uh, let's go give Herman the seance here, yeah? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Ready as I'll ever be. 
Let's do it. Well, I'm going to just watch this seance take place. I'm <laughs> anxious to, well, I'm horrified to see how this is going to go. Okay, so we go back uh, to the hotel. What's our room situation? We got some space in there for like a little, little seance circle. You might have to rearrange some things. There's one very long bed along one wall and then three smaller beds uh, spaced out on the other two. Or I guess the other three we'll walls. Push, so push the smaller beds to the We push all the beds and the furniture against the wall. Okay. And uh, uh, Red has everybody sit in a circle around uh, on the floor. And uh, I don't have bongo drums, but just... Let it be known that Bass is also sitting in the circle. Bass is also sitting in the circle. He keeps just knocking, trying to knock over a candle. Red is going <laughs> to ask Treble to give us some uh, maybe soothing music. Wait, Red actually has a music... Hold on. I have a pan flute. I want to <laughs> play a pan flute. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like that. Exactly. Wonderful. Uh, and Treble can join in with some music if he would like. I don't have my guitar, but what I can do is... He just starts, to, you know, the people who make music by just slapping their body. <laughs> just <starts> like <laughs> slapping himself. That's perfect. That sounds just like bongo drums. Okay. <laughs> um... I'm gonna I'm gonna light the incense. Is there any particular uh, instructions for use on this this bad boy? You have to light it, walk it around the space that you're conducting the seance in, and then let it sit for five minutes. Okay, so I'm gonna walk it around the room, and then I'm gonna let it sit and just be like, "All right, Vincent. So you're just gonna close your eyes." We're just going to focus on breathing, just in and out. And he starts basically just doing a mindfulness meditation <laughs> for for Vincent. And, uh, it, yeah, just kind of trying to get him into, into a, a very mindful state and then being like, all right, so, like, whenever you feel, if you start to feel comfortable, you start to feel like you're, in the moment, you know, if Herman wants to come out, uh, we can we can have a little talk, maybe with Vincent and Herman together, and uh, we'll we'll see we'll see if the uh, incense helps to guide this. As Vincent drifts off to sleep, he suddenly finds himself standing in a dark room, only able to see a few feet around him. He is surrounded in complete darkness, except for a single spotlight overhead. He looks down and discovers he's dressed in an all-white suit. As he takes in his surroundings, he hears a faint sound of someone crying in the shadows. As he walks, the spotlight follows him to reveal Herman, dressed in his handyman uniform, sitting on the ground, rocking back and forth, muttering to himself, Herman, is that you? What? Who's there? It's me, Herman. It's Vincent. What do you want? Leave me alone. I'm here to help you, Herman. Tell me what's wrong. I am what's wrong. I wasn't strong enough to protect my friends. Now, Trevor's dead. Okay, two things. First, Trevor was brought back to life roughly a week ago. Second, his name is Treble. You've been calling him Trevor for months, and he hates it. 
Are you sure it's not Trevor? Yeah, I'm sure. It's definitely Trevor. So now that you know that he's not dead, will you come back? I'm happy that Trevor, I mean Treble, isn't dead, but it doesn't change anything. I'm still not strong enough. You are strong enough, Herman. What do you know? You're just some dumb curse that I have to live with. I'm not a curse, Herman. I'm a part of you. I'm the part of you that deals with confrontation and anger. I don't believe you. I know you don't. Because you're scared of the anger that boils inside of you. You're afraid of what will happen if you accept that anger. I don't want to be angry. I know. But sometimes anger is what you need to fight for the people you care about. Like that poor girl who was attacked by the mayor. You ruined my life that day. You created me that day, Herman. And if you hadn't, that girl would be dead right now. You're lying. Am I? I know you tried to block out that day in your mind, but I need you to remember Herman. He wasn't just harassing that young woman. He was going to kill her. You think that's the worst day of your life, but in reality, you saved a life that day. Herman looks down at his hands, and his eyes begin to widen as he remembers that day clearly for the first time. Herman sees the mayor yelling at the young woman. The mayor pulls out a knife he had hidden behind his back. As he goes to stab her, Herman sees himself lunge forward and push the mayor away. As the mayor stumbles back, he hits the balcony railing and falls over the side. The woman turns to him with tears in her eyes and says, I owe you my life. Suddenly, Herman is pulled back into the nearly pitch black room with Vincent. He was going to kill her. And, 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 and we saved her. That's right, Herman. We saved her. Together. Now I need you to come back because your friends still need you. I need you. Vincent reaches out his arm. Herman looks up at Vincent and nods with the newfound look of determination in his eyes. I'm ready. Herman reaches up and as his hand touches Vincent's, he wakes up. Hi guys, I'm back. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Your cast, as always, was Jordan Fugit as Treble, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty Bradley, Dan Rogland as Red, Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, and our dungeon master was Henry Rogland. We have some very exciting things coming down the pike here soon. We're about to hit our one-year mark, and we're really excited for some of the things that we have coming out for that. So make sure to stay tuned for those upcoming announcements. Our next episode will be coming at you on June 9th, and we look forward to seeing you then.